go. You are listening to Only the Important Stuff, and I'm your host, Jeff Heinrich. It is Wednesday, November 29th, 2023. Hope everybody had a ridiculously fattening Thanksgiving. You wore your stretchy pants. You got the meat sweats. Hopefully you didn't get into too many familial arguments over stuff that is really super inconsequential. I know I managed to avoid them, and I came out feeling dandy. Yeah, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Uh, super excited for today's guest. Got my good old buddy Brad back on. Just getting a little update on him and his life. Went through a kind of a bigger career change here. Stepping into another important role in his life, which I think is really cool. Uh, got to hear why he made that that transition and what he's been up to. And uh, yeah, just chop it up with a good old buddy, which is always important to do. So enjoy the conversation, and without further ado, here we go. Let's go. God darn. Boom. It did not. Hell yeah. Let's go. All the stuff I have to, let's go. Let's. No cap. Bet. Whoa, look at all that slang, dude. Actually? <laughs> Actually, oh, I'm oh, back. Sorry. Did that thing just kick us off? Nope, that was me. Sorry, hit the wrong button. Okay. Yeah, no, we're good now, dude. Hell yeah. <sighs> Fuck, dude. What's up, man? How you doing, brother? Good. Yourself? Hey, cheers. I don't. I don't know if you're drinking coffee or beer or Bro, water. Uh, I figured I got drunk on the last one and said a lot of stuff that I wish I hadn't. Oh. So now I'm going to try the meth route and see how fucking uh, jacked I can get and how fast I can talk okay. and how angry I can sound when I'm hopped up on coffee. Sure. I, I respect that, I think. So, Bold um, move. Bold just move. perfecting my, my podcasting skills is what I'm doing. Good for you, man. Good for you. How, are, how the hell you been, dude? How the hell you been, brother? Good. It's good. good. Uh, lots of... Lots of interesting life changes, which is why we're here today, obviously, but uh, I'm sure we'll dive into those in a second. Other than that, man, no, life's been good. Uh, went out elk hunting, archery, called some in, just couldn't get them within range to smoke them. They got them within like 60 yards, which is bow range, but not on my bow uh, and not for mm-hmm. the work I put into it this year. Um, but nonetheless, just watching bulls bugle at you and getting all fired up was cool as hell. And yeah, and then my son had a buck tag in a adjoining unit to the buck tag that I had, and so we went and got after it. Saw elk, antelope, every other animal but deer. Okay, uh, I finally got within some shooting distance of a deer that I could smoke that was worth shooting. And he dipped off into the quakies on me and never came back out. And so, uh, point being, I didn't fill any tags. So, instead, the other night, I went and shot some ducks. And, uh, yeah, now I'm just waiting on my pigs to come back from the slaughterhouse uh, to become ham and bacon and sausage and fill my freezer again with those guys. And so, yeah, just uh, busy trying to get out there and get after it, man. I always figured you for a big pig hunter. I like bacon. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So were they from your farm? 
They were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously. Uh, these weren't no bush piggies. Right. <laughs> sitting on the radar, so sons of bitches. <laughs> Did, were you a hunter out in California? Is this mm. new? Yeah. Uh, California hunting's quite a bit different. Um, it's funny now because my buddies just sent me pictures of their deer, and when I show them to people up here, they're like, are those why are those deer look so and malnourished? They yeah. look like Ethiopians uh, fucking at the humanitarian aid line. Like, it's terrible. Uh, they get up here and see what deer are actually supposed to look like. You're like, oh, that's what happens when you have a food source. Mm-hmm. Our bad. Yeah. Sorry, little guys in California. So I was going to say, I just, I cannot imagine the hunting scene being anything of any substance out there. Dude, uh, in hindsight, again, you don't know what you don't know. I wish I had taken pictures. Um, so years ago, I mean, before we moved up here, I, I get up to a spot and I mean, early, early in the morning before long before sunrise, hike real quietly up this mountain, get along the side of it. And I'm in my position and sure as heck first light starts to come up. So I start glassing. I find a doe cool, wherever that doe is, hopefully a buck comes with her. And after about an hour of sunlight, I hear just the cacophony of gunfire start going off all around me in the hills. Hmm. And so I'm sitting there just watching to see if any deer get pushed out. And nothing, nothing, nothing. I mean, gunfire everywhere. And I can see people all along the ridges around me on radios. And just everyone is everywhere because public land just does not exist down in at least Southern California. Sure. And so I go walking down to my truck and I'm literally like doing the Austin powers forward and back, you know, bumping bumpers, trying to get my truck out of around all these cars that have like pinned me in. Cause they're all out there trying to hunt the eight deer that live there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, the, uh, the scene down there is wildly different than it is up here. Uh, but this year I actually thought I was going to get shot up by a couple of poachers, <laughs> When I was out hunting, yeah, I caught a little rowdy. Uh, okay, elaborate. Opening, yeah, yeah. So uh, opening weekend, I roll out uh, up here in my unit, and I go, uh, you know, I'm in e-scouting, and I knew this spot from when I t- had taken Liam out the year before and got his buck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was e-scouting, and I'd seen a couple spots on the map that I was really excited about, and I get out there before first light and start making my movements, and um, it's opening weekend. So there are cars going every which way <clears throat> out on the dirt roads, but there's enough space where you, once like that car, you see it and it's gone. Like you don't hear them or see them ever again. Um, unless you hear like a distant rifle fire. Uh, and so, um, I'm sitting there, I'm, I find some dough and some fawn and I'm like, cool. So I'm watching them and they're like six, 700 yards away and just a, where there's going to be them. Hopefully a buck pops up sooner or later. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching, watching, watching. Well, as I'm watching, I can hear these quads up off the road, you know, thousand, 1500 yards out somewhere in there. And all of a sudden I just hear, and I'm like, what the hell, you know, fucking jackasses out. It's public land, man. I mean, you can go out there and shoot all you want. Um, sure. I thought, you know, like, fucking dicks coming out here shooting on opening weekend, like, cranking off rounds like that, whatever. So I go back to mind to my own business, and I hear another, like, barrage of gunfire. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. So I'm, I'm, now I'm kind of watching these two dipshits, and they go riding. And, again, they're 
1,200, 1,500 yards away from me. They go riding down this trail. And all of a sudden, I lose sight of them behind a hill. And now all of a sudden, I hear I hear it, like, getting closer to me, these quads. And I'm like, what the heck? And I'm out. Like, I'm a mile and a quarter from my truck. Yeah. And that's how far I've, like, hiked in. And which isn't far. But, I mean, I'm a... I'm not five feet off the road. And right. I'm not in my truck. Sure. So I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, dude, here come these two quads ripping through the the sagebrush, just ripping through the land. One dude's got like some AR style uh, shotgun strapped to his chest with body armor and a helmet on, and the other dipshit has a bolt gun with this huge wheel gun on his hip. And they stop, and all of a sudden, dude, with the shotgun just starts ripping into like the brush where I kind of had seen those does go. And his buddy jumps off of the revolver and starts shooting the other direction. These two dipshits are like the fucking dork fake militia turds uh, just shooting off into Never Ever Land. I was like, dude, these fucking dorks. So I'm like, that's it. I'm done. So I start making my way back to my truck. And now they're, I can hear them. They're racing up the trail. And now they've hit the road that my truck's on. And I hear gunfire again. I'm like, dude, I'm going to get hit by these morons that don't even know I'm here. Mm-hmm. let alone but the one dude's wearing body armor i'm like what are you wearing body armor out here for so i'm like here we go like put a rifle around to my rifle and kind of going through scenarios as how they might play out if these dipshits keep ripping through the stage like that because out here in idaho uh you can't ride off trail that's illegal it's a big fine okay. so these dudes could potentially get themselves into trouble. Who knows if they shot any deer on the other side of that hill? You know, I just watched the deer go up and over it. I never saw them come out, but often when deer hear gunfire, like they don't tear off running. They kind of hunker down and slink out like, Hey, if I haven't been shot, they don't know I'm here. So sure. I'm going to now get sneaky. So <clears throat> it wasn't like shocking. The animals hadn't come out, but they were shooting in the direction where those, those deer were anyways. It was just one of those, I get up to where my truck is or shotgun shells all over the road, shell casings all over the road by my truck. And I'm like, what the fuck ever? I'm out of here. Uh, yeah. And that's how the season started this year. Okay. So no actual confrontation with them. You didn't, you, you no, didn't like no, like, what the fuck, but dude? Also, like I was like <clears throat> creeping, like I went down into the draw and like sidelined in the draw. Like I was purposely not trying to confront two dipshits yeah. with guns. Correct. When I have a total of five rounds and then a, I, and I never carry a handgun with me when I go hunting because California, you can't. Here, you can. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I threw it in was I was going by myself. And in case I came across a mountain lion, which we have them up here, get a little rowdy, uh, you know, cool. So I have, a, I have 17 shots of nine mil in a pistol and yeah. five rounds of six, five Creedmoor. Like, right. I'm not looking to gunfight dudes period much less when i i don't have the the proper the the, the proper set of ammunition yeah. sources that i want absolutely absolutely so, well not to mention yeah, i mean it was you nailed it too right like who knows what the fuck those dudes were doing right like you can't well, just like go walking up to them to you. you cross another hunter and you're like hey dude the fuck and they're like oh hey my bad man these guys clearly weren't out there hunting right they were being buffoons Let's not interact with buffoons if we don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Agreed. Well, sorry you didn't get anything. Sorry they ruined your experience. Uh, did you have a good Thanksgiving, dude? Dude, had a great Thanksgiving. My uh, my middle brother and his wife came to town. Um, 
so we actually did Thanksgiving last Sunday uh, to work around my wife's schedule when they were coming and going. Sure. Um, and so on Thanksgiving Day, we just ate that duck that I got and um, had little duck san- little, little duck sliders, ba- bacon-wrapped duck infused with some cheese and onion uh, sliders, and they were delish. Okay. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you guys? It was good. It was good. Um, you know, my family's scattered to the wind, so tough for everybody to get together. So my mom came up, and, you know, we did the whole traditional turkey and, you know, all the all the sides made way too much food and you know, tons <laughs> of leftovers, so I'll be eating turkey sandwiches for a week until it goes bad. Right. You know how it goes. Uh, doesn't your brother live semi-close to you? Uh, he does. He lives in Sioux Falls, but he's got a – he works in the medical field and those dudes like their end of year is just wild with people that have hit their deductibles. Right. Right. And so they're just, they're taking all these elective surgeries. Like maybe, maybe I should put it off and do PT and you know, so it's joint stuff. Right. And so they've hit their deductible. They're like, fuck it. Let's get a new shoulder for free. Let's do all. Yeah. And you know, the doctors are, it's fine. I mean, he, he said he's like it sucks for the holidays because we're just like slammed October through January, but then you know summers are great because no one wants to have surgery in the summer. Right? Yeah, they're, you're lucky that person comes in for a flu shot. Correct. Right. Like so, he's like well, it's tough to do anything in the summer, which is nice. Like golf a lot and hang out. So for him, and he's got a little baby. Right, just yeah. about a year old. Right, it's tough for them to travel four hours for one day. So it's like yeah. we'll figure out another time to get together when we all got a little more time and make it a little bit more worthwhile for everybody. So I was I was stoked that old Deborah made the travels because uh, I listened to a an insane podcast with her. Oh yeah, and, and I was initially it was great number one that uh that upper midwestern accent is strong yes and i I always forget that the reason you your sister and brother don't have it is because you guys were all born in everywhere yeah and then raised across all the lands Mm -hmm. uh but that that accent your mom was strong and it was making me chuckle but at one point in the middle she said something so wrong i like i couldn't blow my mind it blew my mind Okay. She was like, yeah, no, Jeff, you and your sister were like easy kids, just easygoing kids. And I'm like, okay, I don't know Jen from Adam, but Jeffrey? And then literally like two sentences later, she goes, yeah, you used to take a blanket, curl up on a heater vent, and watch your cartoons. And I'm like, right, that was him being moody, Deborah. <laughs> he was not being easy. He was being moody because if you went over there and tried to poke that badger and say, hey, get up, he would have lashed out at you. Yeah. No, I I always chuckle when she said because she tells my wife that, right? And it's like, really? And, and there's there, there's gotta be some revisionist history going on there, right? You know, it, it's like when you leave a job or you get out of the military, right? And you remember all the fun stuff, and that's the stuff you remember, like yeah fondly and what you speak of you forget about all the bullshit that and why you left right and right and why it's so tough right because no kid no baby no infant no toddler is perfect right <laughs> like and i was a fucking walking nightmare injury wise dude 
like i i hurt myself so much doing the dumbest shit uh on the planet i kissed a hot grill once i just walked up to it and kissed it brad when i was three they were making burgers my lips got burnt to fuck right and like ruined a barbecue like at the house there's people there everybody's having a good time and i just walk up to it i'm like what's this i am gonna put my lips to it yeah (laughs) it did not work out well did not right and so like i was always doing dumb shit like that so yeah it it made me chuckle when she says that it's like come on mom like (laughs) i'm like uh deborah i was his roommate for i mean a while there was nothing easy going about him but she will Proceed. tell you I got a I got I changed when I was like 18, 19, 20 years old. Like I became <laughs> moody and angry for no reason. I really want you to I'm loving your mustache by the way. It looks Thank phenomenal. You. Uh and you need to keep that for all eternity. Mm. Um but I will say the only thing I want to do is I want you to change your hair style. Mm-hmm. And I'd really prefer it if you dyed it black, but like left the brown roots in it and then pulled them down across like your left eye. Ooh. Uh so that everybody would just know that you're emo. Go full emo with a mustache yeah it's like it would be un like yeah unequivocal or unquestionable really uh hey oh he's an emo guy yeah. got it sure should i right now like you could be a hard dude you could just be a hipster but little do people know that there. you're just emo yeah should i uh like get on ebay and find like all the Jinko jeans that i can find get a, a wallet chain um they the the jeans have just, to have the the knee busted out and right. you really need to really here's the thing the perk of you is you are physically fit so you could get that tight flannel shirt mm. and button it all the way to the top with your skinny jeans and your knees hanging out with your black chucks okay and you would be fine like you would look you would a look good stocking hat oh absolutely but you got to wear it like way up off your head yeah like not really functioning at all for what it was designed for just as correct like there's hot air trapped up in it but the top of your skull is actually frozen perfect because the heat has risen too high yes yeah yeah no uh i appreciate that feedback the mustache is coming off in like a week we're going on vacation my wife was like yep 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 uh how long is this going to last? And I would like my wife to be attracted to me. So uh, I'm going to remove it uh, at the end of November. I just did it. I was I had a beard going and I was shaving it off because I had like a meeting. And even though I thought the beard was inappropriate for a meeting, I thought as I left the mustache, I was like, I wonder if this will play. <laughs> I feel like it did. dude. It, oh, look, it absolutely I'm going to tell you this. You look dapper. Oh, thank you. Thank you, sir. If this was 1920, dude, you are the picture on Dapper Dan's can of pomade or whatever that is. Absolutely. Killing it. Hmm. I'm I'm disappointed to hear the womb brooms going away, but... uh, It's life. It is. I mean, it can always come back. You guys got any big, like, Thanksgiving traditions that you, you try to do? I'm a big tradition guy. We, uh... So, uh, no, I'm a scumbag with traditions and just don't care. Okay. Um, but yes, we do. So 
we did the same thing as you guys, uh, a roasted turkey, uh, mashed potatoes and gravy. Uh, what are the red things? Not beets. Um, cranberry sauce. Cranberry. <laughs> yes, cranberry yeah. sauce. Not a fan it's either. Gross. And when they cracked it out of the can, it still had like the can ribbed like shape on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, green bean casserole. So yes, we do that every year. But yeah. if like next Thanksgiving, my wife's like, "Oh man, I really don't want to cook." I, like I'd be a okay air frying some freaking corn dogs, right? And throwing together a bag salad and calling it a day. Yeah, I we we did the big meal, but it's I don't know how your kids are. It was a it was a just it's just a shit show, right? Yes. Like my kids don't want to eat any of this stuff they don't want the sweet potato casserole they don't want she makes this like corn pudding they don't want they don't like mashed potatoes so i almost (laughs) threw them out i almost threw the kids out on thursday um they don't really give a shit about the turkey you know it's just it's a bunch of food they don't eat my wife's a vegetarian you know really oh yeah so it's like you know what what are we doing with a, a turkey and all this stuff and she, you know, she was cooking all day. It's like, God, if we're not going to have like a big family thing, I'm almost like, fuck it. Let's find a place to eat. Right. You know what I mean? Cause now, cause here's the problem. I ate Thanksgiving food three meals a day for the last four days. Yeah. Breakfast. I'd wake up green bean casserole, mashed potatoes, gravy, and turkey and now i'm not bitching because that meant i didn't have to go to the grocery store i didn't have to cook like yeah ultimately nobody else ate that food which meant i ate right for so what is that like literally 15 meals that i put away Mm -hmm. thanksgiving every single day three times a day like right why am i putting myself through this because again like you said like i like all that food for once a year but then you have Christmas where we have to do it all over again. And I'm mm-hmm. like, gosh, damn it. I don't want to eat turkey. Right. And I don't care about stuffing. And I don't care about the rest of this. But I'm going to eat it. And I'm going to eat it for another 15 meals straight to not let it go to waste. I'm a big ham on things, uh, on Christmas, guy. I love ham, number one. Yeah. And number two, uh, ham on Easter, Thanksgiving, or Christmas, I'm down for. Which is why I'm stoked for these stupid pigs come back. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I just know, right, It's it, it was a, she puts in, she has to put in a ton of work. I'm no help, admittedly, right, uh, unless I'm smoking something, I'm, I, I don't have the patience. I I could make it all, there's no way I'd time it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I fucked up my wife's mashed potatoes because she Ooh. was like, hey, can you peel the mashed potatoes? I'm like, yes, of course. So I peel them. And I start to throw them into a bowl. She goes, no, throw them into the pot right there. And I'm like, that makes perfect sense. So I throw them into the pot. I have water in it. I scrape them all down. They're all in the pot. I throw the pot on the stovetop, get it cranked. It's boiling, cool. It's going. I keep poking them every so often. Hey, how much longer? She goes, ah, a little bit. So I'm, I'm now stabbing the knife into a couple of them. Hey, these feel squishy enough, but I've never made mashed potatoes yeah. a day in my life. So she takes them and she throws them into the mixer because I said, hey, I think they're there. And she's mixing them. And all I hear is as shit's flying everywhere in my kitchen. And it's whole fucking potatoes just getting launched. 
And so she turns to me and she goes, I really wish you'd cut these. And I'm like, I asked you what needed to be done. Oh, you yeah. told me peel them and put them in that bowl. She's like, well, I guess I, I meant for you to like read between the lines. I said, what lines? <laughs> peel them and put them in the bowl. Yep. I'm like, on me, fam, for sure. But also, had you just said cut those things, I would have been like, oh, okay, sure. I can cut them. No problem. Yeah. And like have them, quarter them, eight them. Anything. Like, you got to like, I need instruction. All I need is instructions. I can right. follow that to a T. Yeah. Um, but when I'm just, you know, when we get barked at, hey, go do this. It's like, okay, I will do exactly what you said. I did. I did what you told me to do. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Yeah. So I just, it's, it's a, it's a lot of work for one meal. And it's like, God, we spent, you know, you have to spend, you spend so much money on all this shit to make all this shit. And it's like, bro, well, we haven't even gotten to the cleanup part of it yet. Oh yeah. That's a whole nother that's, deal. That's the nightmare that I hate about. I don't mind the cooking. Yeah. It's now the fucking mess. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm almost to the point now of like, we're not going to have a big family thing. Let's find a nice restaurant, make a reservation yeah. and just do it. Or let's make our tradition, which is like, hey, I'm going to grill burgers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, dude. Like, that, like we have a ton of traditions around Christmas, right? So, like, Christmas Eve, uh, we make our own pizzas, right? Like, it's one of the, you know, and, and watch, like, Elf, or we watch a Christmas movie after we've gone and looked at all the Christmas lights that we find and, you know, doing that shit. And then, you know, obviously on, on Christmas, we do the ham and you know so we have those but for thanksgiving it's just kind of like it always feels which is a shame it always feels like a very um well i guess we got to figure something out for thanksgiving it's a big holiday yeah and it always yeah. ends up being like way too much work and everybody's tired like what did why why did we do this and ultimately it's a holiday that i really don't care that much about interesting i enjoy easter I enjoy okay. Christmas. I enjoy Fourth of July. Respect. Once we get off those three holidays, I really the, God God giving up His only Son and that dude coming back like to to save my sins because I'm a moron and needed a dude to come kill get himself killed on a cross for me. Sure, I feel like hey, that's a big day. Let's go ahead and celebrate that yeah. uh, in earnest about what it's for which is our, hey, let's be together as a family and remember who came and saved themselves for us. Yeah. Uh, Christmas, my main man rolling down here and uh, going, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, uh, take a journey on this earth with you guys to show you it is possible. And then I'm going to go uh, get killed and, and, and fulfill a prophecy for you. I'm like, no, it's a big day. Let's go ahead and celebrate that one. Yeah. And then 4th of July. Hey, it's the, the start of the greatest nation on the planet in history to date. Right. Um, and even in 2023 and 2024, it'll still be the greatest nation, no matter how hard we try to mess it up. Um, no, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take pause to celebrate that. But past okay. that, I really don't care. Okay. And Thanksgiving isn't one of them that I'm like, oh, man, I'm jacked up. Like, remember when the Indians and the the, the pioneers got together? Pilgrims. The pilgrims. That was the other P word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, got together and, and they they like celebrated harmony and stuff and then we shot them all like no that's a great holiday let's get out of that <laughs> one yeah i i don't 
I like what Thanksgiving starts because I love Christmas. Sure. I just love that season, right? Like yeah. Christmas season and all that it brings and uh, and just the excitement, especially for my kids, right? Like how excited. Like I put the tree up right before this. Uh, wife's up there doing her thing with decorations that are way too elaborate. Um, <laughs> and the kids are putting up their little tree and, you know, we're starting the decorating and all that stuff, right? Um, so I love Thanksgiving because, like, what follows immediately after, right? I feel like it was jogging up misery. You had to get up it to get back to the barracks. Mm. That's what Thanksgiving is. I'm having to jog up misery so I can get to the part that I actually give a shit about. Because, like, to what you're saying, I got to go buy my tag probably today, maybe tomorrow, uh, to go cut down a tree up in the woods. And my wife's packing up the false stuff so I can put it back down in the crawl space and pull the Christmas crap out. Yep. Uh, we got Christmas lights up before this big snow hit, uh, but I haven't plugged them in yet because it's not post uh, Thanksgiving. It is now. My kids are jacked because their elves are coming back. Uh, Griswold and Margot are coming back and uh, going to be keeping an eye on them. And. <sighs> Yeah, so now it's time to get, like, the, the month-long run at one big day. Dude, you do two elves? Like, you guys have two – so you're lucky enough to be blessed with two elves? Oh, thank God Santa sent us two elves, wow. one for each of the kids. That's and crazy. And sometimes those wily elves are together. And then a lot of times, thanks to our friends at Pinterest, those elves are not together. Mm -hmm. But they're somehow communicating back and forth like a little string with cans yeah. and other shenanigans that are afoot. Um, yeah, we, we were only lucky enough to be blessed with one singular elf. <sighs> which... I really... Um, it is a problem now. Like Jack is getting to a stage where he's really questioning the elf. And, um, you know, mom and dad wrote a letter to Santa and said, you know, maybe the elf needs to go. Our elf's name is Snowflake. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> I hate you for that, but that's fine. I understand it for the children. Hey, I didn't. We didn't give right, Snowflake no, his I name. I get it. I'm going to leave it alone. Just, My children. I like did. it. <laughs> Um, and so yeah mom and dad wrote wrote a letter to Santa and just said you know I don't know if anybody else needs you know this the the helper because um, there are other kids in the neighborhood who don't have an elf right because there's not enough elves to go around right so no, you guys are blessed which is why it's so disappointing that there's two at my house <laughs> right like it's incredible uh, so yeah man it's it's a thing that were the elves have been wily uh, and mischievous, really, on a number sure. of occasions where they didn't move in the night to trick the kids into thinking that somebody had touched them. Ooh, something. And that has happened on a number of occasions where we found a note written later that they had hidden to go, ha, 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 was just teasing you guys, tricked you. Yeah. And sometimes I can't tell you how many times they've played that joke. <laughs> and sometimes the elves get tired and they forget to change spots. 
That's you know? yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's happened many many a time. Yeah. Sometimes it's tired. The kids find a note somewhere explaining what happened. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's it's. I know it is a lot, but it like again in my head. I just look at them. I know how like jacked they are. They're, I mean, they're jacked to the tits, right? Like, just fucking drinking Mountain Dew all month long is what it feels like, and it's fun to watch. <clears throat> and is, and then, that's why I participate because we have to. Um, because I do. The fact is, is because how old is uh, Jax? Twelve. Uh, no, eleven. He will be ten in January. Oh, is he that far behind Liam? All right. Yeah. Liam's 12, but he's still like a very young 12-year-old. Okay. Um, And it's actually funny because I don't remember when we talked last, but, you know, this summer uh, he's really into fishing. So this summer, like every day, sometimes multiple times a day, I'd have to take him fishing, which is great because I love fishing too. Sure. Uh, But it started with him. Hey, I want to go catch some fish. Then he saw like baby fish down in the, like right up against the shore where the bass are chasing them. Mm-hmm. So he jumped out and caught a couple of them and kept them as pets. And Ooh. he caught like a couple of little bluegill. Well, uh, I got turned onto this pond by a buddy and it has some freaking toads in it. And he hooked into a couple of these toads and the light switch flipped in his little head. So just today and this morning, he's sitting there telling me, hey, we're going back to that pond. It's a competition between you and me next year. Whoever catches the biggest fish, you have all summer, and we're, you have to be there. And there has to be a picture of it on the measuring tape so we know who caught the biggest fish. And I'm like, heck yeah, dude. I'm like, let's get on the river below that pond then because I've caught some some big fish down there. He's like, heck, he's already plotting it out. Mm-hmm. So he got into the big fish, and I've just seen that maturity right in him in just – you know what four months sure. you know five mm-hmm. months where like that light switch flipped of that maturity jumping um my daughter same thing seeing just a crazy looking at pictures of my kids today uh because i was talking to another friend from california and we were bsing back and forth about just being in america versus california sure. and uh looking at the pictures of my kids man i mean i feel like i looking at the pictures i feel like we've been here for like 10 years already and it's only it's coming up on three sure but just like how big they've gotten how much more mature they've gotten in sports in education and they're in hunting and fishing like stuff like that it's yeah it's mind blowing, but yeah. Uh, point being is, we're still we're still very much believing in everything Christmas, and so it is fun. Yeah. Um, I am looking forward to it though when a scotch more of reality touches down, and now we can enjoy the holiday for what the holiday really is. Sure. Uh, still enjoy the fun part of the holiday, but not have to have the stress part of it. Of you know, when, when Margot and Griswold yeah. fail. Yeah. Because they're being mischievous. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I get I'd it. I'd like to not do that part. Sure. Yeah. And that's where But the rest of it, I mean, it is fun. It makes me laugh. Yeah. And they have fun. Yeah. And again, the wife and I are trying to come up with a, an elegant solution <laughs> to the elf situation. <laughs> that he the just, problem is, your daughter's still far enough behind that she's going to be going, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. But, Why am I getting left in the dirt? Again, we can just say, like, you know, maybe it, it's it's a note that says, you know, you guys are awesome. 
you don't need me here anymore. Listen to your mom and dad. I got to go. I got to go be with another family. Kids, by the time you're listening to this, you're going to be 20 something and not kids. That's code for mom and dad hate you. We hate that. And don't want you to enjoy this. We hate that thing. Because we fuck it up so much, dude. Oh, for sure. 100%. You know? I truly hate Pinterest and what what it did to my life. Oh, man. It's the worst. The worst. And I feel like that's going to be the thing that gives away the story. 100%. Like the illusion. Right? Is that this fucking this stupid fucking thing man that like we bought at target yes <laughs> whoever made that i want to beat them with a stand right but are, they might be one of the most hated people on the planet that wasn't a mass murderer or a genocidal genocidal you know maniac hated and loved by the exact like it literally is a 50 50 <clears throat> split because anybody who's under 12 loves them and anyone in their 20s to 40s hate them Mm -hmm. for all the same reasons absolutely absolutely yeah yeah. uh so yeah we we mentioned it let's let's you've got some rather large news and or you just made a big career change both both uh yeah so talk me through um, this dude I'm a teacher now at at junior high at my kid's school, okay. and I teach. So he's it's junior high, so there's periods. So I get my son every other day because we're on a block schedule. Uh, but my son is in my class every other day, and and in two years I'll have my daughter every other day. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, I went from military to cop work to a couple of quick filler jobs to now I'm a a flipping educator. Um, How which, did that come about? Yeah, let's get into that one. So, uh, you know, obviously we kind of talked last time, um, but moving from California to to Idaho was literally to get away from the politics of California and not because of politics like, oh, I hate Democrats, but what the policies were bringing about. Lots of crime, lots of just issues that we just weren't comfortable living in and around anymore and having our kids exposed to. So we get up here, uh, when we were first looking at Idaho, we'd come up here and it's during the COVID outbreak and we see all the kids playing outside. No one's got masks on. We're like, hell yeah, like check. Um, and that again, isn't us saying like, Hey, we don't believe in, in protecting our neighbors and stuff like that. It was just, Hey, based on my wife being a nurse in the ER and, Um, And then just not being feeling like I can read material and extrapolate information from it and go, hey, A plus, you know, A is B or how it goes. Uh, Yeah. You don't need to explain yourself on COVID anymore, dude. Like, I don't feel like everybody looks back at that and goes, that might be the most one of the wilder overreactions we've ever had in the history of our like species for sure so we uh cool like we're making our move and it wasn't just COVID again it was a ton of shit yeah we get up here and uh kids are enrolled in school every day they say the pledge of allegiance we're like hell yeah everything's on track well all of a sudden we get roped into uh a transgender policy being brought up and i'm like poof all right i two sides of the you know coin on this for sure and i understand both of them 
having family members that are gay and even transgender. Like I understand there's uh, people out there who have this and that's unfortunate for them. Uh, but also my kids aren't going to be exposed to this at, at the elementary age or the junior high age in their life. Yeah. Um, particularly yeah. when the adults can't figure out how to deal with this problem. And so I, uh, I emailed the school board and the superintendent on a couple different occasions, uh, just kind of like, Hey, I understand we're walking to razor's edge. I want people to all be, have the ability to come to school and be comfortable, but simultaneously, um, simultaneously like a dude is not going to be in the bathroom with my child period end of story and so whatever it got me an interjection with the school board and the superintendent um had lots of great conversations with them ultimately they crafted a policy then shortly behind that idaho uh, state legislatures finally did their job and wrote a law and uh, which is of course being adjudicated as we speak um but whatever like the adults were finally stepping up doing their job and so in that now I've kind of got like a name with a couple of these folks at the school board and superintendent level. We'll fast forward to the end of last school year. Um, Uvalde had just happened, the active shooter down in Uvalde and our school board and superintendent proposed, Hey, what if we armed some of our staff at the schools and brought it up for debate at a, a school board meeting. And of course it cracked it off. Well, Dude, I'm not very political. I certainly don't watch school board meetings, but I start getting blown up with texts and phone calls from friends. Hey, are you watching this? Are you there? And no, I'm not. What? So I click on in time to see uh, uh, our local police uh, department up there talking. And basically they were saying, no, we don't agree with uh, arming staff. And they listed off their reasons and I'm getting blown up with text messages in this huge group thread. All the I knew two people of like 10. The rest are all just phone numbers. And some are like, hell yeah, good for him. And others were like, fuck that guy. It's our constitutional right. Rawr, rawr, rawr. So I, I chuckled and I'm like, well, hold up. Like, yes, it is your constitutional right. Also, here are some reasons that you may not want like a rando with a gun when the cops show up. They don't know who the rando with the gun is. And they're just going to start shooting people armed with guns as they should mm -hmm. if it's at a school with kids right um separately i get it we're all scared of the uvalde thing we're all scared of how broward went <clears throat> you know a few other examples out there um there is a righteous reason to have armed staff that tennessee school shooter you know ab aborted a couple of schools because they had armed staff on campus and they were like fuck that that might not work out for me. And they went mm -hmm. and found a, an easier target to hit. So there is, again, like the transgender thing, a very sharp edge with two sides of, of the coin. Sure. So I emailed the superintendent and the school board and was like, hey, listen, I was a SWAT guy down in California. I talked at, taught active shooter stuff, taught tactical stuff. Um, I also helped implement some policy over on the other side of the state um, for some armed staff member stuff. Mm -hmm. So I actually have some experience with this. If you guys would like to sit down, I can talk you in or out of it. I get an immediate response from the superintendent. Yeah, hey, come on down tomorrow. So I go down. This is before summer of this of this year. And uh, I, I'm like, hey, man, I could talk you into it or out of it. And he goes, well, do both. 
So I kind of explained to him the, the reasons you would want, which is, hey, deter, detect, deny, and then defend, um, which is all stuff that we do for our houses, our businesses, whatever. Like, you know, hey, we want to uh, deter criminals. We want to detect them. We want to deny them. And then ultimately, if it comes down to it, we'll defend against them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, but on the flip side of that coin, you're now asking teachers who are by nature nurturers to arm themselves with a gun sure. and you either have the the tough guy now who's like, dude, I wish a motherfucker would F A F O fuck around and find yeah. out. It's like, try oh, that in a small town. Oh yeah, dude. And, <laughs> and like, Hey, here's the thing, man. Like, uh, again, just cause you're a teacher doesn't mean you can't be a shooter, right? For like, sure. And just cause you're a veteran or a cop doesn't mean you're some stud. And we Correct. have plenty of, documented incidences where those those lions uh were found out to be but yeah big time and so there's some sheep that are lions they they, they didn't know it you know 100 if you look at the boston bombing you know how many people were running up slapping tourniquets on people they had no idea correct um that weren't medical professionals weren't first responders they were just people who were like i'm not going to sit idly by Correct. And so anyways, had this long conversation with them. Um, it went really, really well. And we parted ways because it was summertime. Like, cool, well, thanks. You gave us a lot to think about. And we're out of here. In that, though, the superintendent, when I had sat down, was like, hey, man, just introduce yourself. Like, this is the first time I've met any of them face-to-face. I talked to a lot of them on the phone, talked to a lot of them via email. Um, so I'm like, hey, I'm mm-hmm. this, I'm that. Oh, by the way, I have a bachelor's and a master's. And, yeah. and he's t- he goes, a master's? Have you ever thought about teaching? And at the time, you know, my kids are in elementary school, and I'm like, fuck no. Mm-hmm. I'm not teaching elementary. Well, the new school year starts, and my son's now in junior high. And again, talking about that maturity I'd just seen, you know, both of my kids change. Um, I was like, okay, well, this is kind of interesting. Uh, so I don't even know how long it's been now. Let's just say seven weeks for round numbers. Seven weeks ago on a Friday, I'm coming home from work and I get an email to my phone. It says, hey, uh, we had a teacher abruptly resign. Um, there's an opening. If you know anybody or are interested, please apply. And that's on a Friday afternoon. So I come home, I talk to Brianna and I'm like, hey, what do you think? She goes, dude, I think you should apply. And I'm like, okay. So I email that superintendent who I now haven't spoken to in, you know, four or five months. Right. Hey, last time we talked, you, I told you I, you'd brought up me possibly teaching. Is that really a thing or were you just chit chatting? He goes, no, if I remember correct, you had a degree, uh, you know, please remind me what you had, but I think you had a degree. And if so, there is an emergency credentialing program you can go through and be a teacher at the same time. And I'm like, so I remind him, yeah, I have a master's and blah, 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 blah. And he writes back. It's on Fridays now. Like brought in the head HR guy into the email thread. Hey, yeah, apply. So I talked to the kids and I'm like, hey, what would you guys think if I was your teacher at your school? And both of them, yeah, heck yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like I would have thought there would have been some pushback. You sure. Know? But no, like ecstatic, hell yeah, do it. Okay, so, you know, everything's online these days. I pull uh, unofficial transcripts. I fill out the application. Uh, I got my transcripts on Sunday. I sent the whole packet in on uh, on Monday mo- or Sunday night. Monday morning, I'm at that other job, and I get a phone call. Hey, this is the principal of the school. Uh, we're interested in interviewing you. We'll see you Tuesday at 3.30. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll see you there. 
And uh, so Tuesday, 3.30, I show up in a shirt and tie and trimmed up my beard to look semi-professional, kind of like you were talking about. Uh, called a couple of friends. and were like, hey, do they care if we have beards? And like, no, they don't care. I'm like, all right, well, let me not look homeless with it. Yeah. So I trim up the beard, trim up the hair, and, and go in. And he starts interviewing me. He's asking me all these, like, teacher-related questions. And – Dude, I'm like, well, actually, I've done this in real life. I did this during SWAT or I did this during field training. Mm-hmm. Um, and school had just let out. So all these sixth, seventh, and eighth graders were walking by me just talking kid shit to me, which was funny because I don't think I would have had the balls to like talk to an adult at that age. But these kids are walking by like, hey, high five. What are you here for? Nothing. Scram, you little turd. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your name? I mean, dude, just funny little like kid stuff. So I go walking in and I said, hey, man, I think what I bring to the table is I've been teaching sixth grade for the last 20 years. They were just 20, 30, and 40-year-old men with body armor and guns. <laughs> Actually, I said morons. I said those That's kids are at thing. least just age appropriate. I said morons. My bad. Let's yeah. clean that up. We'll go ahead and edit that out. Three, two, one. <laughs> I said, but they were just morons. I said, at least these kids are age appropriate. And the guy interviewing me uh, – Hard dude to read for sure, but like kind of chuckled, but it was like kind of looking at me. So whatever. We finished the interview. Um, in my mind, I've hit that ball as far as I can possibly go, and it felt like a good hit. So he was like, hey, you'll know by Wednesday, Thursday at the latest. Wednesday comes and goes. Thursday comes and goes. It's Friday, and my kids are out of school, so it's teacher and service day. So I email him. I'm like, hey, sir, uh, I'm assuming I didn't get the position because I know you'd com- mentioned – uh, we would hear by Thursday. No big deal. But if I can have five more minutes of your time, I'd just like to hear how I did in my interview. Sure. And uh, so I get a call like two hours later. Hey, I'm really sorry. Uh, we got in some stuff yesterday and then a bunch of meetings today. Um, your interview, you did really well. You said a bunch of things that are teacher specific. You just didn't know that there's actual definitions and terms for it. Right. Um, but we'd like, to, we'd like to offer you the job and you start the following Wednesday. This is on a Friday, and I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, I know you have a job, so if you can't do that, um, you know, we can figure out, like, we have a a substitute come in. I'm like, no, like, the perk about this job is there was nobody here for the year before I took it, and uh, they'll be all right until they get somebody else. Sure. He goes, okay, great. Uh, Come in Monday and start some HR paperwork so we can get a background check going on you, and uh, you start Wednesday. And I'm like, okay. So I roll into work Wednesday after filling out like the briefest amount of paperwork and he swings by my classroom and says, good luck. And by the way, we're having a earthquake and a fire drill. Just grab that clipboard, do roll call outside, follow the other teachers. You'll figure it out. And that's how day one started. (laughs) (laughs) You'll figure it out. So good. That's and that's how it's been the that's how it's been for the last dude I, I feel like I feel like I've been teaching for like a year now it's only been like a month and a half yeah but it's been balls to the fucking wall cuz I have no idea what I'm doing I was going to say right like that I, yes you and I'm definitely not like saying you shouldn't be a teacher I think there should be I'm formulating this opinion as I'm spitting it out of my mouth. I think there should Do be it all. a wild, diverse cross-section of people 
in life educating our children. I think schools are fucked up. Yeah. Right? In let's do A, B, C, D. You know, it it's assembly line bullshit and not teaching real world shit. Like, yes, they need to learn how to count. Yes, they need to learn how, you know, math and science and have a basic understanding of all of that stuff. I'm not saying that that shouldn't exist, but we sh- there should be a lot more educators and people who have been through stuff who can well i think i think where this goes to um kind of goes back to our, our last podcast when i got drunk and tried to tell you how to change the police career in my head i said it really really well but i failed it miserably when i heard it sure uh group think is a terrible thing and i've seen how group think fucked up police work you know coming from the 90s till the late 20 you know till the 2020s Um, And I think there's the same problem with teaching and it's a systemic problem of this is the path I go and this is the only people I talk to and this is the only thing I know. So this is what we're going to go. And so instead of saying, hey, the sky's blue and me looking out there and formulating my own opinion, I just listen to Jeff and go, he's my friend. He wouldn't steer me wrong. And you weren't doing it on purpose, but you were just regurgitating information that you've heard yeah. that you didn't bet out. Yeah, always. It's this is how we've always done it, right? And that's that's what I saw in police work. You yeah. and I saw it in the military to the nth degree. Yeah, but I see it in teaching also. Yeah, and I think you're right in terms of like, hey, we need to break some people out of this. Have them go do a career and then come out and be a teacher and provide that information, that life experience. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly it, right? Like just being able to relate, hey, I know we're talking about history here or whatever, right? Like whatever subject you're in, but this is how it relates to the real fucking world, right? Because the real yeah. world is not school, right? And I think it's a great place to like, expand your mind and learn and you know grow but it's also about preparing you for real the real world and like what it brings right and you know we fail our kids on money yeah big time now i could i could go down like a really wild rabbit hole i think that's a fucking like i think that's a uh I think that's on purpose, right? I hey, think NSA, his name's Jeff Heinrich. Brad Carlson does not share these opinions. Carry on, brother. <laughs> I just, I think that, <laughs> I think that's on purpose. I think we want, yeah. I think whoever's in charge, right? Because it's not us. I think whoever's in charge does that by design to keep people stupid and in debt and in servitude. And even though we design it as, it's very, this is a very wackadoo thing that I'm saying. I, I understand no, that, but the, People don't understand like interest rates, like, and I'm talking basic shit. Fuck, like, even getting into tax code, right? But like, right. they don't understand interest rates and like borrowing money and uh, earning and compound interest and like what a mortgage, you know, int- you know, APY versus APR, right? Like, we don't teach them the basics of right. literally how most people define success. For the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. Now, I I don't think success should be defined by how much money you make or whatever, but like that is how a lot of people assign worth to 
how they are doing in their life, right? Is I make X amount of dollars for this job. I'm doing pretty well, right? Versus, sure. right? Like anytime there's any union argument or somebody's on strike, oh my God, we're paying the people at McDonald's 15 bucks an hour. Right. Well, you, you know, like that, it's just a dollar amount equates to something in this country. And we don't teach them anything about that, right? And Well, and how that affects the the big picture yeah cool the 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 mcdonald's employee now makes a a million dollars an hour you're paying five billion dollars for a burger like you can do yeah somewhere it's going to translate down the line right and And like pendulum's going to keep swinging and we don't teach that at a very and like that should start young right and um i'm i'm throwing out a lot of like this would be great like with like the education like that should be learned i also think like to get more diverse people in the system like yourself, like with this really incredible background that I think a lot of people in Idaho, like, Holy crap, like this is awesome. Like we've got this and that's why you got the job so quick. Like here's this guy who's got an education. He's got this real world experience. He, he can teach. He's taught in different manners. He can teach. We'll, we'll teach him how to teach. Right. Like, and, and what lesson planning is and all the emotional buzzwords we have to be talking about now, we'll teach him that stuff. He's going to bring to the table, this real world experience that he can relate to kids with and help them understand like what life is like. But like, I mean, you remember Korea, like they, it's not indentured servitude, whatever you call it. Right. But they had to serve in some capacity in that country. Yeah. In the military. And I like, I don't want to force people to do it, but I think it there would be a great benefit to the world if more people offered to serve in the military, be a EMT, be a teacher, just to do it for like two years, right? Like, and it breaks that this is how we've always done it. And I think, like, professionally, I hate it professionally. Like, in the corporate world, you see so many jobs that X amount of experience in this industry in order to even fucking, like, be considered. And when in reality, in my opinion, you should be looking for people outside of your industry to bring you fresh perspectives. Well, what's funny about that is, you know, I don't know if you remember this conversation. We just got out of the military. Um, this was your old job, but you had, and I forgot how long ago this was, but you had gotten like two promotions pretty close, pretty back to back. Yeah. Um, and there were substantial promotions. And I, I remember I asked you, I'm like, bro, how did you get these promotions? What do you even know about this? And you were like, nothing, dude. I just make it up as I go. And when I don't know, I ask someone. But I play it off like I know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And fast forward, I mean, dude, 10 years easy. Uh, here I was sitting down for an interview to become a fucking teacher of all things. And coming from a very myopic background of, hey, I, I know how to carry a gun. And I know how to step through a door. And, you know, hey, your right hips to the wall, which means your right foot is your lead foot. Because you're going to step forward with your left foot get your right foot through the door faster, right? The choreography of how, how we're going to step through the door isn't just walk. Yeah. 
I'm reteaching people how to walk to get through the door the most efficient, quickest way possible. Mm-hmm. And so here I am now uh, sitting across the table from a, a, per, a person who has devoted their entire life to education. And I'm explaining to them why I think I should be in the educational world. And it was daunting, man. Like I was scared uh, of the rejection for sure. And so when I came home, my kids, hey, how'd it go? Um, and I told them, I said, listen, if you don't show up, you can't compete. If you don't compete, you cannot win. I hit the ball as far as I can go. Mm-hmm. This week will tell me if I got it over the wall or not. Sure. And ultimately, I did get it over the wall this time. Yeah. But there was many jobs that I was trying to find when we first moved up here where I didn't even get calls back from my resume sure. and my cover letter. And so it's just interesting to hear you say that because I looked at you and funny enough, I brought you up when I talked to my kids about it of you promoting through a job that you, in my mind, had no background in. And therefore, how could you possibly manage and move to the ranks that you were? Um, And you being like, dude, just fake it till you make it. Very military-esque of us. Um, And that's what I did in this interview is I I faked it till I made it because that was all I knew to do. I think people sometimes think that saying, I don't know, is a bad thing. Right. Right. I got way more respect by when, when uh, theoretically, like a client, right? I didn't know everything right away. And so somebody would ask a question, I'm like, it's a great question. Let me look into that. I'll get back to you. Yeah. Right. And write that one down. Yeah. And you, you follow back up with them like that. That's basic. But then like to what you're saying, right? Like, how do I do, how do I get here? So much of what we all do is very related, right? Mm -hmm. And you can tie a lot of what you're doing in your life into other things. And that's, that's the fresh perspective thing, right? Is I came in and people would have like posed these questions and my old boss always told me, he's like, dude, I always appreciated how simple you would break shit down for people, right? They, sure. We'd be talking about what felt like a complex issue, and I'd be like, but why don't we just do this? Like, this is the way to fix that, right? It's very yeah. basic is let's remove all these, like, things that make it seem complicated and implement step one and then step two. Yeah, what's the root cause? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like solution. You know, and like that's the way most of life is, and we overcomplicate it by by talking and feeling the need to feel like we know so much about this issue when in reality a lot of issues that anybody experiences are all the same. Yeah. You know, they're all very similar and there's similar solutions to them and don't overcomplicate shit. Keep it simple. Right. You know I mean? Like that, there's a reason why keep it simple. Stupid is such a common phrase because it works yeah. most of the time. Now we're not talking about curing cancer. That's the thing, right? Like none of this was but even, that complex. But even that is at the molecular level. Like they really are looking at the most basic forms of things. They're just they're just then doing incredible things with it. Yeah. And so it goes back to keeping it simple. And and it was so that first day fire drill, uh, uh, earthquake drill. Yeah. And so I come peeling out of my classroom with my kids. I, I 
there's a quick map right there. I'm like, cool. There's doors right next to me that lead outside. Clearly, we're going outside. Um, <laughs> I don't know where to go. I don't know where to line them up, but there's going to be a thousand other, well, not that. There's going to be hundreds of other kids piling out the same direction. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Like, it wasn't hard. So, I literally grabbed the clipboard. The alarm goes off. The neighboring teacher pokes her head on and goes, oh, wow. Uh, they're really throwing it to you on the first day, huh? And I said, well, we'll figure it out. But it came back to keeping it like, the hardest thing I have to do right now is not lose a kid. And the perk is it's a very flat area with wide open spaces. So if I see a kid running for the street, I know I need to intervene. If they don't run for the street, I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. So we got into a line. I called roll. I, I had a hundred percent accountability of my people and I held up a green sign and went cool. Like I know how to do this. I know how to get a head count. Yeah. The head count was over, and they said, okay, you guys are done. And I watched teachers start to walk back in. So I told my class, hey, hold up. I let the last class get all the way to the door. And then I walked these kids who's none of their names, none of their face. I don't know anything. Yeah. Hey, we're going to be the last ones in because I don't know who any of you are. We're going to do roll again because I need to have accountability. Because if any of you walk off right now, I have no idea what we're talking about or where you went. Right. I walked him in. We did a roll call again. The kids sat down. I started talking again. Yeah. You know, no, that. like it wasn't like they were like, oh, my gosh, it's, you know, such a pain in the ass. And there's, oh, such a, you know, it's so stressful. There's nothing stressful about it. Right. <laughs> I, I was telling kids to stand in a line and walk out. And the perk is for the last five grades of theirs, they've been getting in the same lines under the same bells and walking the same path. Right. To go stand in a spot to get roll call. They just got to shift down every year a little bit further down the lane. Right. I love, I love, I love that, dude. That you're like, there's, I love that another teacher's like, man, they are throwing it to you today. And then you're just like, nah, it's just a fire drill, man. Like, the, the shit that you went through, right, that, that we've gone through and the training and the scenarios and all of those things, right, and that video you sent, right, like, that's stress. Like, that is yeah. that is designed stress, and, and, yeah. and we've been in those situations, right? Like, tap and rack, tap, rack and tap, right? Like, just having someone in your ear screaming at you, uh, doing a simple task that you know how to do is so stressful. So, like, just a buzzer going off and walking out with kids and counting them? Yeah, I got that, Easy man. day. Yeah, that's easy, um, dude. Describe what Jeff's talking about. I sent him a video of me during rifle school teaching the, the new cops how to run a gun, and we were working through positional shooting with malfunctions, yep. but I was inducing the malfunctions on the students' guns simultaneously there's three instructors myself included screaming at the student to get into positions and to work through their malfunction but in the screaming we're actually screaming the solution to the Correct. problem we're explaining how to fix a double feed for example which is what i did uh or causing this guy's gun and he's panicking he's not able to hit a target yep. um but yeah that that is stress like but even you like Hey man, we're on a time compressed situation for a project. It has to be done. And we're, we're eight days behind where we should have been. Cause we're starting today. Okay. Like that is stress for sure. For sure. So to, to clear that and then go into, Hey, there's going to be a, a bell sounding off and going back to, okay, wait, why are we overcomplicating this kids stand up in a line? I want you to walk out those doors and meet me here. Yep. 
And then you get out there and you use roll, head count and roll call. Okay, yep. cool. Check we're here. Yep. Now let's go back inside. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. I love it. So like, so the class, the class I'm teaching, funny enough, you're at, you're, you're talking about like uh, finance uh, at the, at the middle school. And then again, at the high school, uh, one of the electives the kids have to take at middle school is personal finance. Uh, my son is currently in outdoor education. So he is learning about how to make, snowshoes fish traps crawdad traps Mm -hmm. uh like wilderness survival stuff uh my class is called pack and it stands for perseverance attitude character and kindness uh of which i'm most notably known for is my kindness correct um but really what the pack class is is a bridge between elementary to junior high and it is just teaching life skills that's all i'm teaching that's awesome so we covered uh, problem solving. We covered time management mm-hmm. um, and taking problem solving, going, hey, what's a complex problem you guys have? And a lot of them, right, like stress and anxiety. Of course you have stress and anxiety. You're sixth graders at a junior high. like yeah. Plus your little emotions are running wild. Like your stress and anxiety is only getting it magnified. Don't worry, it gets worse. Yep. Um, but how do we, going back to what you said, how do we turn that into a bite-sized chunk? And so showing them like how to find, bro, I can't tell you how many times a day, Oh, Mr. Carlson, what time is it? And I'll go, cool. I think we covered problem solving. I'll point to the clock on the wall. Oh yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Mr. Carlson, what time do we get out of this class? You've been coming here a lot longer than I have. Why do I know what time you're getting out? But you don't know what time you're getting out. Uh, cool. I feel like it might be written down somewhere. Oh yeah. Right. Like, no, quit asking questions when you can solve your own problem. Yeah. Uh, time management. Like, how do you set up a to-do list? How do you prioritize? How do you or triage sure. it if we want to get into cool language? Yeah. Uh, backwards planning. Yeah. Um, shit like that. So it's been fun. Um, I, we covered instructions. Like, how do you give and receive instructions? So I put up, like, I Googled how to make a simple paper airplane. And I, I posted it up on the board. I'm like, A, follow those instructions to the T, and then we're going to fly the uh, paper airplanes to find the winners. So these kids are trying to fold it. They're getting mad because the instructions sucked. And so we get done, and, the, and their paper airplanes were shit. I'm like, cool, who could do it better? Everybody raises their hands. I'm like, great, write me instructions on how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and when I see you again, I'm going to make it based on your instructions. Some of the peanut butter and jellies came out like you could actually eat it. Some of them were a little messy, and some of them just there was bread all over, peanut butter on my fingers, jelly up under the nails because uh, I had to stick my hand in there because they forgot to tell me to grab a knife. Yeah. You know, and so, like, just show them, like, hey, this is what communication looks like, and this is where the failures are. Sure. What you think is easy, uh, some other person may not, so you need to make simplify right. it. right. Um, so anyways, it's just been fun. It's a definitely a new adventure. I was going to say, yeah. Like, are you enjoying it? Like, do you have fun doing this? Dude, you know, the short answer is of course, yes, it is fun. Sure. It's a job, you know? And I I did the two jobs that like, I was like dreaming about as a kid. And at some point they went from being dreams and became jobs. This is the same thing. The difference is this last week I was off with my kids the entire week and I go back to work on Monday and come summer, I'm not going to be worried about like, Hey, who's watching the kids when my wife and I are both at work. I'm, I'm going to be off hanging sure. out. 
Uh, so no, dude, for the schedule, for, um, getting to see my son every other day and my daughter here in a couple of years, every other day. No, it's freaking cool. I got to go back to college and get my credentials, which happens, starts in January. Okay. I'll be back in school for a couple okay. of years to get my credentials, but, um, small price to pay for a phenomenal schedule. Uh, you know, bit of a pay cut coming to this, but like I told everybody, the pay cuts worth the time. Yeah. Um, and that goes back to what we talked about earlier of like, Hey, my, if money is my, my measure for success, then I'm doing piss poor. Um, cause we're making bills and then a couple extra bucks to play with here and there. Uh, but dude, like the, the, today, you know, you and I trying to link up to do this today, going up to the Hills with my kids and my wife and the dogs and just sledding. And there's not another human being around us for who knows how far, no, bro, we were up there for like an hour and a half, two hours, screwing off in the snow. It was a blast. Like, I'll take a pay cut for that to oh, do yeah. that all the time. Oh yeah, man. Well, that's what that's what you're you're trading the money for, right? Uh, yeah. Time's the only currency that matters, right? Yeah. And so, you know, if you get more time but less money, well, you, in my opinion, you've come out ahead. Uh, I'm I am winning on my metric. Sure. Love that, dude. That's a big thing, like for kids to understand is like you got to know your metrics. Yeah, right. Like how you're gonna how you're gonna measure this, and and stuff. Yeah, I love that, dude. I love that. What else you got, brother? Anything? No, dude. Uh, had a big snowstorm. Uh, got to get on the tractor and clear some driveways. And nice. Uh, that's all that. Uh, oh. Bro, now that I live in America, I'm allowed to have a suppressor. So I, I bought my first suppressor last June, and it showed up yesterday. So next hunting season, uh, we won't be dragging earmuffs with us. Um, so wow. that'll be awesome. That's and awesome. Uh, I so there's a company. Uh, there was a company I learned about it in college. It was called MilitaryAthlete.com. It's now Mountain Tactical Institute. I just. I haven't followed them for, I haven't done their workouts in forever, but, um, they just posted a, uh, like a article or, a, an ad saying, Hey, we want contributors. So I emailed the guy, we talked back and forth and he wants me to write a piece on PTSD. So I'm in the middle of writing an article for that, which would be kind of uh, exciting. It's been definitely an adventure to write this and put it down on paper. Hell yeah. Um, a funny story to go with a uh, military athlete though. At one time I was doing their workouts and I was a freaking savage and I get into a foot chase of a dude on a bicycle who's smoking meth. And I chase this dude. I'm on foot. He's on a BMX bike. I chase this dude on foot, several city blocks. He finally dumps the bike, goes over a wall and into a house and I end up catching him. I could have sworn to you that my crank like went out of my pant leg and like <laughs> I had to tie it up into my own belt. Like that's how big I felt. <laughs> I get home and I'm like thinking my wife's going to freaking just throw it on me because of the savage story I'm about to tell her. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm telling her the story. I'm telling her all the details and she, she stops. She goes, I don't get it. Why is it such a big deal? And I'm like, I caught a dude on a bicycle. She goes, right. He was only on a bike. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? She goes, well, how fast can he go? I'm like, Anything with wheels is going faster than a person on foot. What do right. you mean? She goes, she's like, oh, well, I guess I was just imagining like how I like ride the bike at the beach. And I'm like, I want to fucking kill her. <laughs> it, it almost made me quit working out right then and there. I'm like, why am I even doing this? 
dude, everybody <laughs> at the station's coming in like, damn, bro, I can't believe you caught this dude. Skinny little tweaker, and my fat ass gasses him down multiple blocks away, probably, you know, if not at a mile, just shy of a mile, foot chase in a sprint after dude on a bike. And so anyways, it's just funny where the where life takes you. But, yeah, for that company that I was doing all these crazy workouts – to now be writing uh, some contribution pieces for them. That'll be kind of fun. I love that. What was um, it called again? Process. What was the company called again? Uh, Mountain Tactical Institute is what they're called now. Love that. I'm going to check so them out. I'm writing. I'm in the process. I, I submitted a, I'd submitted a, like a rough draft. Uh, the, the owner of the company just emailed me back today, as a matter of fact, with some um, revisions and some ideas. And uh, they're actually exciting revisions and ideas. So, Right when you and I were trying to link this type and all that, some security stuff. Doing that, I'm working with my buddy's company uh, for some security stuff. Player to it, I'm just helping implement some of it, and then they're going to execute. Um, so that's been fun. But dude, kids just getting big. The wife being a rock star at her career. Uh, she had some pretty cool opportunities present themselves, and so she's in the middle of those, just nursing stuff. And, um, yeah, man, I, I really have no fucking complaints, dude. Life That's is awesome, good. Bro. And Anything new on your side? I love it, dude. Love it. Um, no, man, just another day, another dollar, right? Uh, That's right. It's Christmas season, so we're all about it, yeah. you know, enjoying time with the kids and, and hanging out. and Yeah. You know, got some trips coming up. Going to try and do those. Try and knock those out as stress-free as possible. Travel's always a little stressful. But, yeah, no, dude. Like, we're good. It The kids are loving school. Jackson basketball now. That's starting up. So, super. Jocelyn's playing basketball. basketball. Right her, her team's undefeated. So, yep. we'll see if they go to the finals. Uh, and I'm sorry, it, the, it cut out. What is Jocelyn doing? Jocelyn's also in basketball. Her team is also undefeated. Heck yeah. She has also, um, yeah, they're under, they don't keep score, so undefeated. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, we are keeping score and are undefeated, but also good for her. And I love it. Stay a rock star, kid. Hey, you know, it's all about the attitude, right? Hey, you guys are undefeated. You haven't lost. I didn't say they've won That's all right. their games. Um, right. Yeah, no, and she 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 seems to be having fun. She's aggressive out there, which I like to see, right? Like, I don't give a shit how you do. Emma's but. figuring it out. Yeah. This this is her first season playing ever, and she's figuring it out, but there's nothing I love more. She comes down with the rebound, that ball's tight in her hands, and she's throwing elbows at face height <laughs> to clear them off and out. And I'm like, hell yeah, kid. Good for her. Hurt somebody, and I'll give you 20 bucks. I love Just it, dude. That's wrong. Love that. Yeah. Nope, that's it, man. Uh, I... I will say I have enjoyed the podcast. Uh, listening to your brother-in-law, I wish uh, I lived in Texas so I could grab beers with that dude. It sounds like he's got some sick-ass stories I'd love to hear. I loved you backpedaling with your sister. Um, I mean, you did say that, but I'm not going to make you re-go down that, that line today. Um, <laughs> I also wasn't a pest like Rocky was and some yeah. of the other friends in the barracks. Fair enough, um, fair enough. But, but yeah, uh, yeah, I appreciate of course, it. Deb, we talked about her already, and yeah, man. Nope, I'm loving where it's going, man. It's been a fun journey. I love that, dude, and um, I appreciate you giving me your time on a holiday weekend. 
means yeah. a lot, dude. It means a lot. We'll it's good to catch to up. We'll get back to enjoying it, dude, and uh, we'll talk soon. I'll let you know when the next uh, adventure comes up. You as well, brother. All right, love later. you, bro. Be good. Take care of yourself. Say hi to the fam. For sure, you too. All right, ah. later. All right, fam. Thank you so much for checking out Only the Important Stuff. means the absolute world to me that you all are coming along on this journey with me. Hope you all are enjoying this and enjoying the conversation. Feel free to reach out. Let me know what's up. Let me know how things are going. If you know of anybody you think I should talk to, hit me up. Always appreciate that as well. You got some interesting people in your life. Be a friend and tell me about it. All right? All right, guys. Everybody have a great week. I mean, we're fully invested in the Christmas season at the Heinrich House, so I hope you all are too. Lights have been on for some time. I know that's a point of controversy for some, but... I don't apologize, and I never will. (laughs) All right, everybody have a great week, and we'll catch you all next week. Until next time.